Welcome everybody again to another episode of Brutal Politics. I'm your host, Kyle Beckman. Man, I'm starting to feel like actual Justice Warrior. If you don't know who he is, you check out his YouTube page. He's pretty funny. He really takes it to the young person pretty often. And I'm starting to feel like I am doing something similar by going after the amazing Lucas. You know, he's a guy who, uh, you know, he's, he's got quite, he usually does on air, uh, he does his, uh, you know, he, he plays video games, he goes and does his, his calls and whatnot, and, um, Originally, I thought he was part of Blexit, um, you know, which was Candace Owens' uh, effort to kind of uh, create a uh, a movement of uh, black voters to vote away from the Democratic Party and move towards voting for Republicans and uh, you know, and in and, and, and support of Trump and everything. So, anyways, though, long story short is that. Lucas was on just shortly ago today, and he's all talking about the, you know, comparing the BLM riots and, and destruction to the U.S. Capitol riot and their quote-unquote destruction. Um, they they can't be compared. Uh, yeah, actually, they can in a way. Um in, a, in another way, actually, he's right. You can't compare. You can't compare months of riots, burning buildings, billions of dollars in destruction, tens of people dead, including David Dorn, a retired police chief. Yeah, you're right, Amazing Lucas. You can't compare. Because the BLM was far worse. The BLM riots and Antifa who joined in their cause, those groups, you know, it was whites and blacks, all right, joined together in complete destruction. You actually had black people actually uh, with uh, white people and a multitude of ethnic groups together in the U.S. Capitol. I still have sympathy for both groups, actually. I have sympathy for BLM. I'll explain to you why. Because they felt that their voice wasn't heard. Just like Trump supporters felt their voice wasn't heard. And, 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 And Lucas, man, it's like... Did he actually, did he read any of the decisions by the courts? All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a jurist doctor. doesn't mean I, I, I'm perfect or anything like that or that I know the law inside and out. All right. Just like any attorney who goes and tells you, oh, you know, trust me, I'm a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> What's your field of practice? I have a Yahoo I was de- de- debating the other day. And he does workman's comp and he's all trying to tell me that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm like. Dude, as a paralegal, I was uh, I was discrediting expert witnesses and winning half million dollar lawsuits while I was in law school. Don't 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 fuck with me. All right, 
you know, I've been in litigation. I was like, this guy was a workman's comp. All right, what, what, what's your what's your what's your big bitch from your from from your clients? Oh, I have a hour and wage dispute. I have a you know a time off dispute. I have a slip and fall. That's it. You know, you know. Oh, they went to the workman's comp, you know, doctor, and they didn't get the, you know, the prognosis that they thought they should. And now they're suing me or something. That's it. What the fucking do? You know, just you're like a meter meter made of you know legal services. Stop. Go away. You know, people don't even respect people in that type of. You know, uh, there's a lot of them, anyways. It's just ridiculous. I mean, and, and to anybody here who's actually a wage and hour, you know, or, or a labor, uh, 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 labor defense attorney, look, you know, hey, you're still a part of, of of everything. But I mean, just know your place, know your expertise. That's all I'm saying. I've I've done contract negotiations. I've not negotiated multi-million dollar contracts for high rises for uh you know cell towers for you know land acquisition for you know uh, for for you know software uh, hardware uh, all sorts of stuff i've done tons all right professional services i mean i'll tell you i i've run the gambit as far as you know all these different fields and it's like i i've, I've touched a lot of areas I, I did trust litigation. I, I did a whole bunch of stuff. So, you know, but Lucas, who seems like he's, I don't know, you know, Lucas, whatever you're on when, you, when, you, when you're going and talking about this stuff, you probably shouldn't be talking about it because you, you, you come off very arrogant, like you know what you're talking about. Lucas, other than maybe kinesiology what did you study in undergrad i mean i'm not trying to knock anybody you know for you know worldly you know understanding of a situation or or a, or a concept but lucas lacks a basic understanding of some things and they come down to this is that in one of my last episodes if you listen to it i said this is that when you go into a lawsuit, the judge doesn't hear the evidence and facts when you submit a complaint. Many of the Trump campaign lawsuits did not get to the point where they could actually submit and have evidence reviewed. So, and 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 the 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 narrative is is that there's like been between like fifty to eighty lawsuits that have been dismissed, and that's how the media presents it to the people. The problem is is that the vast majority of those, like ninety eight percent of them were not submitted by the Trump campaign. They were submitted by other parties who also felt that they were aggrieved and that they submitted them to the court 
based on that, you know, based on that status. So, Trump only had like four or five, maybe six lawsuits. And that was the bulk of it for the Trump campaign. The other ones were outside of that. Now, here's one that I said last episode was that Trump had discussed with, I believe it was Michigan, to go and have 22 of the Dominion voting machines analyzed and audited. And guess what? It determined that there were flaws in the machines. That's when they developed that report. And that's when the report then was attacked as being unfounded and biased and da 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 See, so nothing occurred after that because of all of this political pressure to stop anything from moving. So, again, I sympathize with those who went to the state or the U.S. Capitol and went inside and did some of the things they did. Nobody should have been injured or hurt or died. However, though, when tensions are high and people haven't had their voices heard, these are the types of things that occur. Congress, our government, did not listen to the people. I mean, I, I, I still feel so horrible about all of the deaths. You know, in particular, David Dorn's death, uh, just trying to stop a looter from taking a TV and then dying just in cold blood. I feel bad for you know a- Ashley uh Babbitt who I don't even know if she climbed into the window or if she was just in the uh view of fire uh the the video is a little you know circumspect about that I I really can't determine based on the video whether or not that she was trying to climb through the window uh, one way or the other um I don't believe that she deserved to die. Uh, you know, again, these congressmen and women, they, 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 they screw the American people constantly, and then they're surprised when the American people fight back, when the American people start to turn things upside down. They're shocked. Like I said online, I've said it's like it's it's like when uh, King Xerxes at the end of uh, the movie Three Hundred, King Leonidas throws his spear and it it rips Xerxes' cheek and he bleeds. You know that that's what happened, and then they all freaked out, and then they started sending out you know Twitter and Facebook and Google and Amazon to go and just rip out those who were dissidents those who would you know stand up to them try and take out their communication lines that's why it's it's kind of like a war because you know to, to to take out your enemy you know what's one of the first 
you know, approaches that you do. You try to take out their lines of communication. They take out their, 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 their capabilities to uh, communicate with one another. You know, that's how it's a war. It's, it's kind of interesting. And it is a war. I'm not going to joke. It's a war. There is a war in America. It is a civil war. I believe it now. I really, really believe that there is a civil war. I'm not declaring war, but I'm saying, based on the objective actions of each side, there is a war. There's a cultural war. There's a war on our culture. There's a war on our values. As they're taking down statues, as I've said before, as they're ripping down statues, as they're renaming things, and I'm not talking about somebody who is generally, you know, controversial, all right? Maybe Robert E. Lee might be a little controversial. He was a great general and military tactician. However, though, President Abraham Lincoln is generally not a controversial figure. They are now renaming schools named after Abraham Lincoln in California. Because, supposedly, he didn't recognize black lives sufficiently to their level. It's like Jesus H. Christ. You know, hey, it'd be like if you found out that Jesus has said, you know what, I don't particularly care about, uh, you know, Romans. Oh, well, Jesus didn't care about Italians too much. So, you know, that's where the Roman Empire was originally. So, uh, Jesus didn't like uh, Italians. Looks like that he was a little... Uh, I don't know, an Italiophobe or whatever. I don't I don't know the, the term for, you know, being, you know, negative towards Italians, but Italiophobe sounds about right. You know. So uh we're gonna start to scrub Jesus Christ's name off of everything. We're also gonna go and erase all of his portraits. You know, we're gonna take we're gonna rip him off of the cross where you know it shows that he's crucified, all that stuff. We're gonna Erase Jesus from Christianity. Oh, by the way, Christianity can no longer be called Christianity. So we have to actually go and have a new name for it. That's the absurdity that is going on in this country right now. That people are trying to change our culture so drastically. For for what? What is going to happen if we keep changing our culture? Do you know what? We keep getting weaker and weaker and weaker because nobody is standing up and saying, this is ridiculous. And to people like Amazing Lucas who goes and says, you know, look, you can't compare BLM to the U.S. Capitol. Yeah, you can. You can because it's two groups that aren't being listened to by their government. Now, will I say this, is that did I understand the U.S. Capitol's approach more? Absolutely. Because the BLM movement are the people who now are perpetrating, removing parts of, like, taking names off of schools and removing statues. Those are generally the people who are doing that. But it's not just them. You know, they have Antifa, they have other anarchists that are doing the same type of crap. But I see both sides having valid concerns and, have, and wanting to have a conversation. 
and nobody talking to one another. So I look at I look at Amazing Lucas. I'm just like, man, dude, wh- wh- whatever you're doing, quit quit pumping iron and actually open a book. You know, quit. I don't know where you're getting half of your your information. Then he talks about the Black Panthers who went into uh, who were armed and and went into uh, California's state capital back in the 1960s like it was like 62 or 63 and it was the mulford act i think i talked about this before uh or i believe it was uh ron reagan was governor uh but it was you know it was the mulford act that uh was passed and you know amazing lucas is all talking about oh well you know it's like you know they went in there and uh oh well they were just let in they you know they, they didn't you know storm the capital okay they didn't storm the Capitol, but they're in there, and they showed up with their guns, as they had constitutional right to do. And, you know, Lucas is here going and say, trying to compare and say, oh, well, these people, you know, went to, you know, the U.S. Capitol, and they didn't have guns. The vast majority wasn't armed at all. I They, they might have had, like, some, some things to break windows or whatnot, and... I mean, most of them were un uh, like the vast majority was unarmed. I don't know if actually if anybody had a gun at the U.S. Capitol. So Lucas again is making apples and oranges of things. It's not the same thing. And also, it was unconstitutional what happened with the Mulford Act, which stripped people in California the right to carry to open carry that is unconstitutional because you have the right to keep and bear arms meaning bear arms meaning show your arms in public we are the militia the people are the militia no the national guard is not the militia just because they call it that. No, the original basis of the Constitution, the original letters in the Federalist Papers, we are the militia. We are the people who stand and defend. Because the people in their homes cannot just wait until the National Guard rolls around. The people in our homes cannot just wait until the police are called. We are the militia. We are the ones to protect our people. We are the ones to protect our family. So the Mulford Act is unconstitutional. And it's sad because it was back in the 60s and still nobody has had the balls to go and repeal that shit. It is unconstitutional. Everybody has the right to keep and bear arms. And it's hilarious because Lucas turned that into a race thing. He's talked about like, oh, well, you know, it was... Black Panthers, you know, oh, well, it just, you know, it, it, you know, ruined their right to go and keep them, you know, to open carry. No, it, Lucas, open your big ass Dumbo ears. It ruined everybody's right to open carry. It hurt black people. It hurt white people. Matter of fact, the, one of the reasons why black people actually opened and carried, and Lucas, you can go and check this out, is because when they would see police officers, going and uh, arresting a black person, they would show up or they would hang out around corners or in their neighborhoods 
with their guns and they would observe to ensure that the police officer was not engaging in police brutality. That actually was a good check on the police to make sure that the police were not engaging in things that were illegal. So you see, open carry actually served a very good purpose here in California. Open carry also is a good thing everywhere, and I will advocate for open carry for everyone of all races and all creeds. And I am going to say it this way, is I look at the United States just like it should have been, the Wild West. It should have stayed that way, because back then at least people were kind and respectful to one another. And everybody could see when somebody was locked and loaded. You didn't mess with a gentleman or a lady. Ladies were usually more concealed carry, of course. But still, you didn't mess with them. Because you always knew of the chance that they had a sidearm or a concealed carry or whatever. The point being is that also is that it is our constitutional right to stand up to a tyrannical government. And our government is on the verge of tyranny. The Biden administration is going to use what happened on January 6th as justification to strip away your Second Amendment rights. To impose taxes. To basically price you out of ownership of a gun. For the vast majority of Americans. To put you on your heels. Lucas is being a little short. Is being incredibly short sighted. I'm not going to say a little. I, I was going to be a little too kind. Lucas is incredibly short sighted about this. People know. What is going to happen. Why do you think people went and showed up at the Capitol? It wasn't just about Trump. It was about. They know their constitutional rights are about to be removed. And what happened after the six? It was just all the ammunition that Big Tech needed to start to remove people slowly but surely from social media platforms. So that's what's going to happen. Just going to be more of that. But Amazing Lucas, hey, you know, you know more than me, man. I mean, all I've done is I've discredited expert witnesses. I know evidence rules. I've been in court. I've negotiated with uh, some of the biggest companies in the world. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything of it, you know, to the degree that, you know, a guy who went and did some uh, bodybuilding competitions. I mean, hey, you know, hey. Yeah. I will yield the floor to you, amazing Lucas. You know more than me. But on the happenstance that you don't, let me share something. Is that this is just the beginning. You think people are angry now? You think people are frustrated now? You think that just one little quote-unquote storming of the U.S. Capitol happen now? Man, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a whole fuck ton more to happen after this. People are pissed, and rightfully so. 
People are being doxxed. People are being fired. People are, you know, being censored. People are being told to just shut up and go home. You know, I believe a psychologist would probably say that that's probably not a good idea. Because that gets people real amped up and gets them real angry. And like I said on my last episode, you don't want to do that. If you want to find cooler heads to prevail, you would want to have a sit-down conversation and try to find, find a way to even this out. You know, when you start to talk about taking people's guns away, you start calling people domestic terrorists, you, you start doing... Um, you know, truth and reconciliation commissions talk about that and trying to, you know, find who these people are and name names and all that sort of stuff. That is the worst thing you can do for finding unity. So, man, I mean, Lucas, I don't think you know what the hell you're talking about. And people who follow Amazing Lucas, you really need to understand that this guy, man, I mean, all he's trying to do is he's trying to find some common ground, which I respect, but at the same time, he's also quite a doofus with what he's saying. He, he's just an absolute doofus. And he, he, he needs to, I don't know, instead of wearing his hat backwards... I don't know, put it frontwards and maybe it'll help his brain out a little bit. I have no idea. Maybe 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 the brain waves are like flying out the back. They're not getting into the front and you know, getting through into the entire uh you know, cerebral cortex. So maybe maybe he's losing a, a, a little bit there. But I'm gonna go and end this one. This one's probably gonna be a little earlier. Yeah, yeah, so this one's gonna be a little earlier. But all I'm gonna say is is that don't don't listen to Amazing Lucas. I mean, this guy, you know, again, he, he's an entertainer. He doesn't have any background in any of this stuff. Um, it's, you don't have to have a background in this stuff, but at the same time, it's like when you're trying to, when, when you show that you're saying that there is no comparison between the BLM and, and the U.S. Uh, Capitol riots, there were some similarities. and the um, and if anything the amount of carnage and, and and destruction that was done by the BLM and Antifa riots was substantially I, it was it was just absolutely more it was, it was billions of dollars and you know the few maybe maybe a couple million or something like that given the historical cost that it would take to refurbish the US Capitol is probably like a couple of million dollars you know, in, in, in costs for, for refurbishing. Um, other than that, it's, it was, it was nominal in, in relation to what happened with BLM and that Lucas tried to attack the U S Capitol riot as being something more. It's just disingenuous. It's intellectually dishonest. It's, it's, it's pretty pathetic. So, that's why I can't, I just, that guy, I mean, it's like sometimes, sometimes he's on the money, but I mean, it's like this one, it's like, it was just a joke. 
So, anyways, um, if you like what I'm putting down, please continue to, or please follow, or and and or continue to follow Brutal Politics on Anchor or uh, on just Google Brutal Politics, and you can uh, find my next episode. But uh, I'm going to go and conclude this episode, and until the next one, uh, have a good one, and God bless America. Take care.